Welcome to the search for real answers in a modern world, where challenging topics are met with honest and thoughtful dialogue. This is Truth Seekers Forum. Hey, welcome back to Truth Seekers Forum. My name is Devin Kleffer, and joining me in the studio this evening, as always, is Dr. Adam Nye and Pastor Andy Lewis. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello, hello. What's up? And as always, we're taking some time to sit down and go through some of the letters and emails that have come in with questions from some of the listeners. And this episode, we're going to take a look at what Dylan wrote. This is what Dylan writes. I'm not a believer, though I admire some of the nobler things Christians have accomplished in this world, like Martin Luther King Jr. One of the things that puts me off about your faith is that you are so anti-intellectual. Why do you Christians insist on being so simplistic, anti-intellectual, and throw out science? Well, thanks for telling us how you feel. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's great. I'm, that's why we're doing, that's a big part of why we want to do this podcast, you know, is where those kinds of honest questions can be asked. Um, well, I, and, and I'll even admit, just ahead. as you go, just to validate the question, yeah. that I, I had a, something of a crisis of, of my own sort of, of personal same, faith over, yeah, over yeah. a similar impression growing up mm-hmm. as a Christian on the inside. I was yeah. like, wow, why? Why are there so many cliches? Why, to to honest, deep questions, do so many pat, trite answers come out all the time? Yeah. Um, and it, it was a lot of what motivated me to sort of seek the deeper places um, in the Christian tradition and uh, among, you know, current Christian teachers. Well, and the thing that's hard is, is Dylan, Dylan's accurate in the sense it's almost like you have to split the question into two parts. You have to split it into two parts where we admit the places where within Christendom, that is in fact exactly what's happening. Mm. And then and then split it to the other side where when we really look at Christendom as Christ established it, I don't even want to call it Christendom, but who Christ is and what faith in the person of Christ is, that's a different that's a different conversation. Right. So maybe right. I'll start I'll start with because my heart as a pastor is to apologize. <laughs> you know, really, I, I mean, to say to Dylan, I mean, I do this a lot, honestly, as a pastor. Yeah. I end up apologizing to people who've been wounded by churches and wounded by Christians. And, and you know, and I don't know the people who did the wounding. And I honestly don't know, you know, everybody's perceptions are so different. But right. I do spend a lot of time just saying, I'm so sorry, you know, that the people who love Jesus didn't represent him really well. And so I would say to Dylan, I'm sorry that perhaps you come in contact with Christians who I, I think part of the anti-intellectual, simplistic, trite thing is people who come to faith, they, they come into it so longing for concrete answers mm-hmm. that are truly transformative in their life. And then when they find it, it's, it feels fearful to engage in deeper conversations mm. that have breadth and depth and length to them. And so they, they want, they want almost as if Jesus brings what Jesus didn't say. It's, it's all going to be cut and dried and super clear right. in this life. It will all be revealed when we see him face to face, but that's not promised to us now. Mm-hmm. And so what ends up happening is it's like a lot of believers, Dylan, 
this can kind of help you understand maybe what your experience has been, is a lot of believers enter into their faith wanting not only salvation and not only the process, underline the word process, of sanctification, being being transformed in more and more into what Jesus looked like, but they want kind of like certainty, hmm. and they're fearful of anything that that cast doubt on certainty. And so it's really easy when you're that kind of person who's fearful of not having certainty to go towards trite, to go towards simplistic, to go towards anti-intellectual, to go away from anything that challenges these five bullet points that my pastor told me. Mm. So that's kind of the backdrop behind it. And, um, but then, and I'll weigh into this and then let you kind of begin to speak, Adam, is, the other side of the, the the answer to that is is that when you the truth of who Christ is and who the fullness of who God is it's not anti intellectual it's like God's a big boy he can handle any questions right. that people want to ask and that when you really get into the rigors of it I mean you know some of the some of the leading Christians some 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 really good Christians and let me put it this way good solid christians who really love jesus are some of the leading minds in sciences mm. at uh, oxford university mm. guys like ard louie and john lennox and these guys you know you know it's kind of a myth out there that the the more leading the science the less the the less faith or there's no faith. Right. And I actually got to hear a lecture of Ard Louis on in Socrates in, from Socrates in the city. He says it's actually a complete misnomer. There's well over like 20 or something. There's a group in Oxford itself. All of them they're devout followers of Jesus Christ. They have profound faith. They have different views because they're not anti-intellectual about origins and right. the universe and right. all these different parts of science. So Dylan just to encourage you don't throw out the baby of Christ and faith in the God of the universe because you've experienced people who have been anti-intellectual out of their own fears because it's not. It's not anti-intellectual, really. It, right. And, and even sort of just looking at the church across the board, um, if I can be so bold as to say it, it's kind of a simplistic read of the church to say that it is universally overly simplistic and intellectual. Right. It's not completely fair. Right. I mean, there are question. wings of the church sure. that you would probably say, wow, this is like I, I thought I was here to hear a sermon, but I'm actually getting this quite hard to follow intellectual lecture. Yeah. Um, and some of that, I mean, what's funny, the, the legacy of the Puritans in this country is almost entirely just that they are anti-sex. But yeah, the, the bigger right. reality is that this was a community that was like deeply intellectual. Hearing – like reading a Puritan sermon is a challenging thing to do right. because they're deep, they're long, they're super um, – yeah, they're wordy and, and uh, they're intellectually rich and challenging. Uh, the sermons of Jonathan Edwards, John Owen, um, it's, it's, it's deep stuff. Uh, so that, that's one side of it. But again, that doesn't invalidate, I think, the kernel of truth in the question, which yeah. is there is a big part of the church right. that does seem to be anti-intellectual. You've, Andy, you've spoken to, I think, the psychology of the early convert, which I think is, is true, mm-hmm. that you come in – Coming from maybe just having no answers in your life to like Jesus becomes this answer you've been looking for. So you kind of crave nailing that down and a mm-hmm. lack of answers just feels too much like the old life. 
But I think there's also fault on the other side of kind of what they're being promised by certain people in the church. Right, right. That you come into a church that's just all too ready to give you yeah. this really boiled down mm. system of answers yeah. to yes. all your questions and not detracting from anybody's ministries, but there's like, you know, there's radio programs like the Bible Answer Man, mm-hmm. which sort of promises you like any question, there is a clear cut answer. Right. Right. I'll just show you where to go in the Bible to find it. Right. Um, so and I think if I can just cut in, I, yeah. I, I think it's some of the challenges I have with some of those, whether it's books or radio programs, yeah. podcasts, whatever, is the answers that they give are so definitive. Right. Is, yes. Is they're, they're actually anti-intellectual in and of themselves because they're so definitive. Right. Where they don't have room for you know, a, a wider view of that particular topic. Right. I mean, I guess part of me wants to say, I guess you're right that that's a kind of anti-intellectualism. There's a kind of intellectualism in the, like, following the line of arguments. Right. Sometimes, it, like, it can it can satisfy a curious mind just to sort of get down what they're giving you. Right. Because some, it, it will require some logical moves and some, um, some research to kind of get the answers they're giving you. So it's not... It's not baby talk, anti-intellectualism, right. but you're right in the sense that there is a fear of entering into places where you might push past your ability to nail something down and enter into that like, well, you know, like that cutting edge of sort of discovery right. of like, actually, here's a place where I don't really know the answer, which doesn't mean there isn't an answer. Right. And right. Um, it doesn't mean there is. Like, right. I mean, clearly to be a Christian right. where you're going to talk about God, you're going to have – we are going to have to say there, there are going to be places that our curiosity will be left unsatisfied. Right. Because I'm talking about the infinite eternal God. I'm not going to be able to nail all this stuff down. But it's more just the habits of thinking. Can you – um, resist jumping to a conclusion um, it, just to satisfy your desire for an answer when when that's premature, mm-hmm. when more things need to be considered, more viewpoints need to be taken into account. And that is something that, yeah, there's there's wings of the church that have a difficult time with that. Right. And um, wrapping everything up with a nice and tidy bow. Yeah. And if we don't have that, oh no, this isn't this isn't good. Right. Um and I think too, you know, like you're talking about that kind of that particular stream where not only are new believers wanting this, but then there's there's certain churches that are formed to kind of cater to that. Yeah. And tell them this is how this works. You know, mm-hmm. we'll give you you know, this laminated card front and back that tells you everything you need to know about cults and Jesus and mm-hmm. how to vote and everything like that, which is like, you know, I, I just sort of wonder if Jesus chuckles at the right hand of the Father, like, no, I called you into a relationship with me. I didn't tell you bullet points, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like any relationship, it is a dynamic of learning and mystery. <laughs> well, <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'll dovetail on that because of, of the learning part. And as a professional yeah. educator, I, right. there's the, always this. Um, dialogue going on about, you know, bringing the Bible into classrooms that perhaps it shouldn't be in. And I know one of the, the, one of the debates right now is like, <laughs> oh, okay. there there's, and I don't know if it's accurate or not because who knows what's accurate when it comes to the, 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 the news I'm using air quotes here on Great. social media, but that um, current vice president um, Pence wants to have the, the Bible brought into science classrooms in public school. It's like, well, that would be a really silly idea right. for several reasons. Right, right. One, because it's not a science textbook. And Correct. The others are, you know, we can talk about too. But yeah. I think that that's part of it too is I, I see or have seen so many genuinely good, sweet people that love Jesus but – in and of itself, like, wants so badly for, for certainty. Yeah. Well, and for so badly for, like, the name and power of Jesus to be known. Got it. That they're willing to, like, 
say that the Bible should be used as a science textbook yeah. and, and here's why. Yeah. And, and I think that certainly coming from, from Dylan's point of view, like I get that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's just silly. Yeah. It's probably total unanimity about, <laughs> about that. I'm with, yeah, the, sci- the Bible is not a science textbook. Yeah. Well, and I think yeah. like, I think of stories like, um, I mean, I've talked to people individually, but I'll, I'll, I'll name drop a name that is famous, Penn and Teller, the magicians mm. group. Mm. Penn famously tells the story of growing up in a church youth group. Sounds similar to Dylan, whatever his experience was, because, you know, he just started asking questions about the origins of the universe and he was told you're not supposed to, you know, those are questions. You couldn't even ask those questions. Wow. You know, it was that so cut and dried about how we have to see the world and what yeah. we believe and, and that kind of thing that you couldn't even explore those questions. And that was one of the primary things that he's just like, yeah, I'm out of here yeah, mm. for sure, which is, which is sad because it's like, well, if we're talking about God, I think he can handle the questions. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think going back to, over to what, what Adam was saying too is about certain streams of the faith. I think there's also – so that we, we talked about the, the believers, new believers kind of emotional construct that makes them want certainty and then there's the churches that kind of cater to that. And I think those the churches also feel, Dylan, which I don't know where they got this, but they I think sometimes churches feel like, well, we have to always have an answer. Mm. Like if we ever say we don't know or – we we don't know, but let's search together. Right. We feel like somehow we failed. Like right. we're supposed to have capital T truth totally wrapped up. That everything is therefore invalid. Totally. Yeah. And I've I've I learned early, 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 early on in my in my pastoral ministry. It's like sometimes the best answer, and it's not a fearful thing. I found people love when I say I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a great question, totally. but, but I don't leave them in that. I don't know. Right. I'll say, well, let's go look on this together and let's sort of find this out. And I, I do have to say to Dylan, by the way, the best questions I get that challenge my faith and then after the challenge enrich in my faith are the ones that come from people like Dylan, Absolutely. not my, not the churchy people right. that <laughs> I deal with most of the right. time. It's, it's interesting how it works that way, but that's, that's been true for me. Can, can I come at this from a, just a slightly different please, angle? I like to you know, bring in the X factor. Um, we, um, we're going at this sort of, you know, the, the backdrop of this question is, uh, I think probably, especially the 20th century clash of the church and scientific culture. Yeah. And we've been kind of diagnosing the church's faults for that. And, and clearly, I think we would have to say there is no tension between God and fact. Right. And so in that sense, there should be no tension right. between Christianity and science. Yes. But the fact that there is a tension, I don't I think it would be false to say that that is simply the church's fault. Because the reality is if you're if you're going to sort of tell the full story of western intellectual culture, we have to say that there there are big elements in um, current scientific culture which are in in current intellectual culture that are somewhat anti-intellectual. Mm. There's just as much overly simplistic yes. dogma yeah. mm. in, um, in, science, in popular science or in, um, in, in, in public education. Right. Um, I mean, right. I, I've been in Christian colleges and I've gone to um, you know, public 
state schools, and I I had far more the experience of being blindly indoctrinated in in my public schools than I have in Christian universities. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that, but I won't say that's everybody's experience. I'm not right. going to say that like so the whole system is clearly just overly simplistic. The same way the the question is sort of saying sometimes you know it just seems Christianity as such is anti intellectual. No, you're going to run into some anti intellectualism there, but you'll also find it on um it. In the science classroom, right, right. there there are sometimes patents. There are sometimes things that are not settled that get spoken of as settled. And I actually sort of want to say, if you look at the advocates for a scientific skepticism of Christian faith, um, I think you find far better skeptics in the past. Um, mm. you, you read David Hume or um, uh, Feuerbach. I'm forgetting his first name, but. Uh, um, is it Ludwig Feuerbach, I believe? Uh, those guys, their understanding of what Christianity really is mm. and their ability to question it, uh, I, I, at least as a Christian, I find far more stimulating because at least I feel like they understand what they're criticizing. Um, and they see where the tension points are at their point of the discussion between philosophy and science and the church on the other side. Whereas right now, as with other previous episodes we've been doing on politics and stuff, Oftentimes, there's just an inability for either side to hear, and that happens mm. with the church and scientific Science, community yeah. debate too. And and the the refusal to sort of listen and think well, I think, has to be seen on both sides of that sure of that clash. So, yeah, I think the church should be intellectual and scientific. But I don't think that when it is, it will just naturally always agree with the scientific and intellectual communities outside the church. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And the fact that you're even asking us this question, Dylan, expresses that you're at least open enough to mystery that science science can't quantify everything just by the nature of what it's been constructed of. And by the way, let's be really clear that the scientific method was invented by some devout Christians. Hmm. So just so we're clear about that. <laughs> Guys like Isaac Newton. Um but at least you're open enough to mystery beyond which scientific methodology can't answer questions about. I mean, can scientific methodology measure love? Hmm. We're not going to debate whether or not love exists. It exists. Right. So it, good. I'm glad at least that you're open to the possibilities of God that sometimes – and I love the fact that you came from at that angle yeah. – that the, the also anti-intellectual bias that comes from – the extreme enlightenment project mm-hmm. um, right. um, will also have and just kind of write God out because we know yeah. better. Right. Just like the church goes, no, we can't challenge origins or whatever because we know better. Right. You know, so, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's yeah, healthy. Absolutely. Well, listen, thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Truth Seekers Forum from Faith Community Church. Join us each Sunday at 9 a.m. for our weekly worship service located at 115 South Morrissey Avenue in Santa Cruz, California. For more information about upcoming events and activities or to ask a question on an upcoming episode of Truth Seekers Forum, be sure to visit us online at santacruzfaith.org or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash santacruzfaith.